here. podcast and i'm here with some other merps marty steve and cassandra my name is john sylvain we're rocking it out <coughs> can't make that voice very long <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you next tuesday everyone that was great great audition guys great great so, so let's get this tape late. over to kevin let's see if uh, we're ready to go <laughs> all right kids so uh, this is the Nuna podcast. Uh, introduce yourselves. Uh, tell the people uh, what you're like and um, and uh, how tall you are. I'm Cassandra Cardenas. I'm an I'm Aquarius, and Can't I you, love. Keith. I am fucking not, dude. Well, I'm an I am and I'm five foot ten. Fucking not. I am fucking not. That's a weird sentence, Steve. How I tall am. are you? I am I, fucking not. I am. Positive, affirmative, fucking not negative. I well, am I'm sorry. Not. I speak Spanish too, and you can do all kinds of weird shit with that. Oh, oh boy, are you? Remember? Oh si. yeah. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Ever heard of Spanish? <laughs> yeah. Why do Why do people speak different languages? This doesn't make any sense. So stupid. Oh it, my god. I, mean, I was trying to listen to that conversation between uh, Uncle Joe and uh, the president of China. Or the, yeah. the CEO of China, or whatever his term is. Yeah. And um, man, Mandarin is difficult. Man, it doesn't sound like like words. Do you uh, do you speak any Mandarin? No, like yes, no, thank you. One yeah. beer, please. Like I, I could barely get a word out. How do you say one beer, please? <laughs> I, I don't want to embarrass you, Marty, because uh, you know my. You're going to correct my accent. Go so ahead. that's going to embarrass. Him? I don't know. I, I didn't think the bit through. <laughs> okay. So can you fucking do it or not? No, not really. Okay. okay. I did it once and it was very difficult. It's such a hard language. I'm five foot 11, although my wife says I'm five foot 10 and three quarters, but who's but, counting? But your wife also said that she was five foot 10 and three quarters for. Yeah. Long and she's time. six, four. Marty, I can't hear you very well. Is yeah. Why just, are you oh, so low, Marty? I'll work on it. All right. Great. And uh, how tall do we think Marty is? I was 5'10 this morning, and now I'm 5'6 and a half. So are you guys all 5'10 or ish? Yeah. I'm 5'6. Oof. That's sweet. Yeah, exactly. Five fucking six on a good day when I'm standing up straight and I've eaten my Wheaties. A lot of people don't realize how short I am because I project such a, you know, a more confident kind of persona. Well, you, you have a gigantic probably, head, too. 
and I have a gigantic head, like most yeah. movie stars. Yeah. Why? Why are when you meet so many movie stars, you are just shocked at a the size of their fucking melons. Yeah. And b how short they are. Yeah. I Tom Cruise. I, it's just I was like, oh god, that's a little person who looks like Tom Cruise. Oh no, that's Tom Cruise. Well, He's a little dude. Then why isn't John a movie star? Yeah, why am I not a movie star? And why is Marty's vocal still really low? I don't know. Why is John not a movie star? Uh, looks, talent, verve, tenacity, tits, I got it all. ass, uh, a, sh- a shirt that a bowling uh, professional would say, it's a bit much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just make fun of the way people look all day long. That's the nicest shirt podcast. he owns, remember? That is true. Yeah. That That's your, I'll, I'll be there in an hour to fix the sink uh, slumlord shirt. <laughs> That's the one. You know, somebody should put you in your place. I am I'm in the garage. This, I have been put in my yeah, place. Yeah, seriously. Look at my background. I'm in the fucking garage. I'm not the top earner at the house. I'm in, I, literally people can hear me in my neighborhood because my garage door is open. So why? Uh, so we're going to do this uh, remotely because I wanted to, but you wanted to do it live, Steve, because your wife basically said, "Get the fuck out of the house, you motherfucker." So uh, is that accurate? I don't think she used the spicy language, but she said, "Please leave tonight. Please, Just go somewhere please. and don't don't be here." And I me, said, "Go away." But I'll be in another part of the house. She said, "I don't. I just go go away." I don't know if you've come up with this people who are cohabiting with other people mm-hmm. uh it's like a long quarantine and it's like a lot of a lot of together time with just one person yes or and unless you have a dog yes. this is not my dog but she's a pug so oh whose dog is so that? cute ba- oh, badly lit so i can't really see her she looks yeah, like let a me get shadow some light on her wait I was, so uh, do you have a dog or are you just fostering that dog cassandra i have a dog hey you do? Look at the camera. Is this, is this, oh, yeah. Oh that is God. one weird looking cute, dog. Cute. That's like a Star Wars creature. Is that yeah. Mazda's dog? No, it's my old roommate's dog. Um, is that Mazda <gasps> right there? Hi, there Mazda. There is. We saw him. Oh, my God. I got a glimpse of Mazda and a dog. Slender Man. Where are you? <laughs> Wait, am I going to die now? Is he going to like come slit my throat? He's going to yes. come talk to you about this locations song. for two hours. Oh, so and cool. you'll kill yourself. He's going to show me some paperwork nice. and slit my throat. Yeah, but he knows the owner. Um, yes. So uh, I've got three dogs now, and they're driving. They're driving us crazy. They're just driving us fucking crazy. We had two really old dogs, and they seemed like they were on their last legs, and one of them was going to die. So we decided to put ourselves in the market for a young puppyish dog, and we found a rescue. Um, and. Uh, she came in and she has revitalized the two old dogs to the point where I don't even remember thinking that they were on their last legs. And um, well, congratulations. Yeah, it's great. Except now we have three fucking dogs and two of them are enormous. And the small one has got some kind of psychotic, like narcissistic craziness. And uh, oh, it's just it's just it's just kind of crazy. Uh well, let me ask but, you a question because I have an old dog. Yeah. And I don't know. I, this is my first like long-term dog. I had a dog with another girlfriend, but I broke up with her. So she kept the dog. Yeah. And this is like, we've had her for 11 years. So she's 13. She's yeah. old. Yeah. How do you know when it's time? When they, oh, John, you go. 
Me? Yeah. Uh, well, we knew with our, our, our dog, Sam, that it was time because he died. <laughs> Hold on. Let me check. Nugget? Now she's still alive. All right. Well, All right. Then, that didn't work. Keep her. Keep her. Uh, yeah. I, I think that you've got... Well, Cassandra, you you dealt with dog doggy death most recently. So how did you know? Sorry. The Instapot is going off. Marty, um, we can't hear you. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you can't hear me? No, we can't hear Marty. Oh, um, how did I know it was time? Because she, um, was old and I, her brain had been going more than her body. So it was kind of a weird decision. But then I like was thinking about like my grandparents and like how their brains were gone and they lived physically so long and it fucking sucked to watch. And then one day... She just like took a piss in front of everyone in the house. And I was like, Kill her. stop doing this. And I like grabbed her little face and I was like, what? And she looked at me and she didn't even realize that she was doing anything wrong. And I was like, this sucks. Like my, my dog. And I'd been a few months that I was questioning it, but I was like, my dog's not even in there anymore. It's just this like really confused thing. That is my dog, maybe an hour a day. So uh, I decided to put her to sleep so that she didn't have to become more of a confused thing and then also be in pain right. later. The, so. the pain thing is hard to sort of pinpoint. Yeah. So your, were your dogs, John, they were experiencing pain? My dog, uh, my dog Sam, uh, died. He, he had um, lung cancer. He was, he was about... Uh, 13 he did smoke cigars <laughs> yeah, don't, don't smoke kids yeah don't smoke don't smoke uh even if they're doggy treats yeah so and he basically we took him to the the vet and they said oh yeah he's he's got some lung in there but it's mostly cancer and um he said oh uh okay and we took him home and uh, like three or four days later he couldn't stand up and he was breathing heavily and he just died Ugh. Well, McQueen, and it was—it was very. He was a great dog. He was one of the. He was a magical animal, was incredibly awesome. smart. Sammy huh? was a Sammy was a great dog. Yeah, he was a really good dog. Pooped yeah. in the theater. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I've got a fifteen and a half year old, and she—that like, dog is old. Yes, and I take her out in the morning, and she goes and walks, and then she comes back in the house, and as soon as she's back in the house, she just poops. Um, but, she poops in the house as soon as she's back in the house. Yeah, yeah. But she loves walking and she loves eating, and she doesn't seem to notice her pooping. So I'm like, I guess, like, I guess she's leaving, leading her best life. So she doesn't seem in pain yet. That's the thing. I, I have not been able to identify her being in pain. Uh, yeah. But, but when I do. I uh, will take the first opportunity to be like, ah, you had a good run. <laughs> that's that's terrible and heartless. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, the whole house smells like pee, so it's like, it's tough. Speaking of things that are dying, uh, I spoke with my dad, and uh, nice. he, he, nice was a, he, he was asking about, uh, he's like, do you have any experience with these, like, bracelets you wear that kind of, like, alert the medical people and I'm and he even knew that like I have fallen and I can't get up and I was yeah. like wow dude you're old he's like well I'm 
alone and I'm probably going to live alone for the rest of my life. And I've got these stairs in his little condo and he is worried he's going to fall down the stairs and need help getting back up. And I was like, I uh, can't help you, dude. Like, I don't. Why doesn't he you know, move to a one story place? Uh, that would require moving and he's not moving. So, All right. so, but, but, uh, you know, cause we live in the age of the internet now. He's just like, there's a website that like lets you look at 10. <laughs> let's me go to the second floor. <laughs> let's you look at like 10 of those medic alert bracelet, you know, yeah. plans. Yeah. And he's just such like a, he's such a PhD. He's like, I'm so deep in, in, and, you know, uh, analyzing this one against that one. I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm it's days and days in front of the computer. And I said, look, dude, you're just going to have to just pull the trigger, try one, put it on, hurl yourself down the stairs, press the button, see how long it takes, you know, like a timer. And I'm like, you're good for like three to four, hurl yourself down the stairs. And you know what? He laughed. He, he got a little kick out of it. I love he that. That's so great. Yeah. Like my mother-in-law, she has like, uh, she's got so many different health problems. And I, I, we should get them together. I know they, they would, make such beautiful babies I, too. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Wait, so wait, if they got, if your mother-in-law and my father got married, you and I would be stepbrothers. I, I feel that oh. way already, and it makes me so angry. I want to punch. I you. can start picking on you. I want to punch <laughs> you in a, a John C. Riley kind of way. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's like, she complains about her knee all the time, and she also clicks on every link that comes up in her email. And so like I go to her place and she's got like six knee braces, like just stacked up. And I'm like, why did you buy these? And I'm, she's like, well, no, it did. It like, it just came up and I, I just clicked and I bought it. And I'm like, well, you haven't worn any of them. She's like, well, it, they weren't that expensive. I'm like, you spent like $300 on like six of these stupid Anyhow, it's just like it's my inheritance. That's yeah, what I was. That... That's what I was pissed about. Yeah, I was like, look at, I could buy. A, I don't know. Um, so Marty, in, in order to help the listeners who are not listening live but potting this, you're so quiet that they're gonna they're gonna be like no, annoyed. They, they can hear me because I I think this is this is an issue. Don't uh, you speak for them? Oh yeah, don't speak for them. <laughs> You don't have their voice. The fuck is wrong with you? They can hear Fucking me. racist. No. Well, I'm saying, Marty, your screens should just go uninterrupted for long periods of time so people can adjust the volume on their listening device. And then we can go back to interrupting each other at a normal volume. I think this is um, <laughs> an issue with the, the, the connection here, but I'm recording everything directly and it sounds great. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. John, why are you blurring the back of your screen? I want to see all Because I don't want you to boxes. comment on the crap in my fucking shed. <laughs> They're bodies. Those are, that's not crap. Those are bodies. Those are decomposing bodies. God. Okay. I, like, I like arrange my life. He didn't deny uh, it. So to try and stop you from criticizing me. Because I'm just... You're so welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You know, I mean, we're sort of Marie Kondoing you in a bullyish way. You're Marie Kond Kondoing me in a bullyish way. I yeah. Huh? Would you? No, is, that a, is that an accurate statement? No, that's totally that's totally accurate. Yeah, she's like, does it spark joy? And look at your stuff. And this is us just making fun of you to the point where you just have to organize that that right. shit show that's going on behind you. Exactly. So it's it's sort of does it? It's not like 
does it bring joy or does it make me fucking crazy when Steve makes fun of me? Like, we're going to go out and buy a new car because you made fun of my uh, Kia Soul. Uh, I got a new, I got a new, a smaller phone, so you wouldn't make fun of my fucking wallet thing, and you still made fun of it. God yeah, damn how, it! How'd that work out? And I like this shirt, and I'm never gonna wear it again, fucker. And I have to clean up this entire background or put up a curtain or something. God, you're just infecting yeah, I like my the life. curtain idea. I like the curtain idea. Yeah, create you, a space oh, that you like the curtain idea. That means I can't do it. I mean, I was perfectly happy to go over to Marty's house tonight, but when it turned out that you really wanted it to happen and you made fun of me about it, I decided, yeah. fuck that guy. Yeah, I'm I can feel it. it. Remotely. Yeah, I like it. All right. So n- now great you place, know the great place to start content is from a, pl- a place of spite. You should you should write a book. You should write a self-help book. It would be the opposite of a self-help book because it would be more of a uh, make fun of denigrate others. Yeah. That's what it would be. When, I got, of, when I got out of when I got a film school and I graduated directly into being unemployable, I really wanted to tour the country doing a kind of scared straight. But instead mm-hmm. of prisoners, it was people who'd gotten out of film school and worked in the film industry for a while and realized it's a fucking nightmare. And <laughs> it's, and just like tell people like I, I was a demotivational speaker. Just like you're yeah. never going to get your movie made. Yeah. You're never going to make it. Like I'm fucking connected and wealthy and smart and I can't even make it. You're yeah. fucked. So don't go to school and you just like show people, you know, remember scared straight where they would a bunch of troubled teens would meet some prisoners. Wait, you're, yeah. You're wealthy. No, 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 I'm creating a character. No, I'm not. Oh, wealthy. okay. But I am very smart. Really? No, you're very really. smart. Eh, like average. Yeah. You're well connected. Okay. You're, we, no, we lost Cassandra. Well. I think that says it all right there. Yeah. She's just like, oh my god, this fucking old man. Yeah. Eh. No, she had to take eh. a call. Eh. Eh. What are you gonna do? Eh. Eh. You but gonna that do? is what I I wanted what to warn people from. Like, I'm gonna go <coughs> to film school, and it's all gonna work out. Like, no, not really. And just pay me $199, and I'll tell you how it's not gonna work out. That's oh, it. that's great. That's a great way to make money. Yeah. I feel like the uh, like half of the economy is uh, people telling people how to make other make money. Half the economy telling other people bump that up. Yeah, more like the entire economy. Well, isn't Wall Street just that, but just on crack? Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you you want to make money, right? Like, yeah. Well, just come in here and buy little tiny slices of companies. And hold yeah. on to them, and then they go up in value when you sell them, or yeah. you short them, or you do an option play, or whatever. But you know, stonks, you stonks, baby. Hey, did you uh, watch that um, documentary on the WeWork guy? No, no, it's good. It was kind of good. I mean, it was like fucked up, you Adam know? Newman, because this guy like just had a company that was successful, blew it. But then got paid like millions and no, millions of dollars like, to go like away. One and a half billion dollars. One and a half billion to walk away from WeWork. Did yeah. that what happened? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah, and it was it was like six hundred million dollars. It wasn't a hundred yeah. one and a half billion. Um, yeah, dollars, Marty. SoftBank basically like they cut. Whoa, his... no. now you're Holy too loud. Shit. Oh my god! <laughs> Make up your fucking mind. Make up your mind. Um. But yeah, they they lowered the amount that they were going to pay him, and then he complained about it. And he's just like unrepentant. He like he's he fucked. He, 
Anyhow, fuck I don't know guy. why he should be repentant. He went he went to SoftBank and said, I'm going to make a software company. And they said, OK, describe it to me. Well, I'm going to rent properties and then I'm going to lease those properties to other He's people. So buy a real them. estate but they, company. He said he no, wasn't no, no. a real estate company. No, it's not a real estate company. It's a software company. It's you sound just company. like him, John. I know. I know. And and it's 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 just so it's it's amazing because there are a lot of places where venture capital is just paying like Uber and Lyft are both like losing money every single ride still. And they're never going to be profitable until Uber's never going to be profitable and it's in their business plan until they have self-driving cars. And they're they're not we're not gonna have self-driving cars fast enough. So Uber came in and disrupted things. And destroyed the taxi industry oh, in almost every the, city. The poor so, taxi industry. Well, yeah, but what, oh. what you're gonna when 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 you you've decided you're just gonna go for ride sharing services and you're not gonna buy a car because you don't like driving like me, and then the ride sharing services all go out of business. And then you go buy a car. Yeah, I guess I go I'll buy a car, but I gotta buy the I got I gotta buy the right kind of car so right. that you don't make fun of me. No, I'm not making fun of you. Yes, you are. I just no car uh, that you could buy that Steve won't make fun of you about. What's your price range, John? Well, I, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to make fun of me. No, I want to get the cheapest car that I can okay. get. That's good. I, I'm so we're looking at we're looking at the uh, the new Hyundai Electric. We we have an uh, electric uh, vehicle. Hyundai's are great are great cars. Like the, there's no the Kona. Yeah, Kona. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, so we're probably gonna we're, we're at the end of the we leased that Kia Soul. I know. Okay, so mm. what do you, are you are, I, I still have the bruises from last week when I mentioned that Kia Soul train. But you know the thing was I didn't want to I didn't want to buy a car that only had that was an electric car. I thought the battery life would go, you know, up, but it hasn't much. It's at like two fifty now after like it's been seven years of electric cars. And uh, so I don't. I'm I'm not worried about buying a car now. So yeah, like I'm I'm still not quite sure about why I don't like the WeWork guy. Like I like the idea of WeWork, and now I thought we were talking about cars. Eh, who cares? Because we're gonna end up on Elon Musk, and I don't want to talk about Elon Musk because he's annoying. So let's talk about electric cars because it has nothing to do with Elon Musk, right? Marty, we're talking about the WeWork guy. Oh, WeWork guy. Oh, we're talking about an, another asshole entrepreneur. Yeah, there's, they're not all assholes. There's some nice ones. Oh. Yeah, name one. <laughs> Who started the company you work at, Marty? Did you? No. You're, 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 if there weren't entrepreneurs, none of us would have jobs. Cause I'm we're, not saying that that's not true. I'm just saying that, like... They're assholes? They're, there's a high degree of sociopathy amongst CEOs. Okay. Well, they have a lot, they're under a lot of pressure. <clears throat> it's actually psycho psychopathy. Wow. Uh, those are two different things, actually. I know. Oh, they're having a Yale off. Hold on. We got, we got to stand down. They're going to start fencing. Everybody back up. They're going to start. Everybody Latin. could have seen John's smug face as he put his, <laughs> His, he he like linked his fingers around it, like to the back of his head as he like leaned back and is like it's actually psychopathy. Yeah, yeah. Like E S Y. What? How, how are you spelling psychopathy? 
I, I'm not. I just what said it. It's, they're, they're psychopaths. They're not sociopaths. Oh, so Marty, it would have been easier if you just said psychopaths, but or or sociopaths, but you had to use a word that then started this Yale off. Yeah, exactly. But let's uh, let's move on. Do we want to talk about the the WeWork uh, documentary some more? What What was your takeaway from it? I didn't see it, so. <laughs> I don't think we should talk that's about stuff. Thanks, no, 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 guys, let's let's out. drill down thanks into this. For bringing it up, John. <laughs> I did. I brought it up. Oh, she brought it up. And Cassandra, I, I, what did I, you so think I, of I'm, it? What was I'm your curious. takeaway? Oh, for fuck's sake! I'm sorry, I couldn't hear what Steve's was your, question over status. What was your takeaway from that document? It's in the transcript, Cassandra. My takeaway was that I really wish that I had like a simple idea that would take off into a quick app that I could just like fuck it up and then be a millionaire that doesn't have to work. Yeah. That was my American dream. But yeah, I I think that a lot of these entrepreneurs are people who work nonstop and they also don't have a good sense of like a a good, like, um, like an emotional sort of, um, like bed where where they can have like regular relationships. Like I don't think that um uh the Facebook dude like Mark Zuckerberg has like regular friends that he can hang out with, but he he's so focused on just being the king of of his like of social media or whatever he wants to be that like that's all he thinks about and that's all he cares about. And I don't know if that's an interesting way to be. So you're saying my friends are slowing me down. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Copy oh my that. God. She just left. Oh my God. Oh wait. Oh, she just ruined it. Um, I am leaving. Oh, fuck you. I didn't ruin anything. I'm in a bad mood right now. Oh, Cassandra. Wow. 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 Oh, Ouch. So Marty, what you're saying is that people who are more successful than you are, are all assholes. No, I'm I'm just I I actually have uh I I went to um dinner at a neighbor's house the other day and their daughter is like 12 and uh-huh. she's she just all she cares about is animation and she's just like I uh-huh. I want to go to CalArts that's where Tim Burton went and uh and become an animator and I I know what I want to do and like mm-hmm. That sort of focus and like clarity at 12, like, and maybe she won't be that, like chances are she won't, but you know, there are probably like 500 kids across the country who feel like her and 50 of them are going to end up be, to be animators. And then 10 of them, you know, five of them are going to be Brad Bird's and John Lasseter's, you know, and just have that sort of clarity of mind where you're like, you just know that's what you want to be. I'm very jealous of, but at the same time, I think that uh, I there, there's some something to be said for having a, a sort of a well-rounded, you know, worldview and and uh, varied interests as well. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, so so that brings up a topic that I sort of was thinking about talking about. Like, what do you think is important? Like, how do you have a good life? Like, what what do you you know what is how do you have a good life and how do you not have a good life? And uh, Marty and I were talking about this in the, in the context of uh, people that we know who happen to be our in-laws who don't have a good life. <laughs> like I, I actually could write a book about how to not live based on my, uh, 
my mother-in-law and and to be fair my father and my mother and you know my father-in-law too but he's you know out of his mind like literally um and uh yeah i mean what, what do you think what do you like like for me i think it's to the important thing is to always be active and to realize it's, it's your life there's no other life there's no uh practice life if you want to do something do it don't blame it on other people don't blame it on like don't blame your your inability to do this that the other thing on your parents just do and and also you have there has you want to aim for happiness not bliss not uh indulgence but recognize that it's your life and it's about happiness it's not necessarily about getting the most or beating anybody um, that's what I think. A lot of, lot of, awful lot of people that I've met are very motivated by, you know, conquering uh, and competition and beating other people and making a lot of money. <clears throat> and they don't seem very happy to me. Uh, but then maybe my definition of happiness is uh, different. Um, so anyway, that's sort of what I. That's that's me. My my thought in a nutshell. You guys have any? Secrets to happiness, or or observations about good how to live live a good life. Like, what what is there anything that you you compare your uh, yourself to, or measuring sticks that you think are important? Uh, only be around mean people one to two hours a week on Tuesdays. Otherwise, surround yourself with nice people. Oh, that's really that's well really said, good. dummy. <laughs> yep, I thought is she's so. still talking. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh God. I wish Do you I think it's that. important to have this uh, the, the couple hours of with uh, with nasty jerks to it sort of set me. it humbles you? Yeah, I find that it sets the rest of my life apart as good. It's a shining. It's a shining example. You got to touch the bottom, you know, yes. in order to go up to the top. Right. True. It's like it's like when you dive down into yeah. a pond and then you get down to the bottom and it's just all rotted. Uh, garbage slugs and stuff gross so yeah i i recently started a a new job and and part of it is just getting to know people and um so i had a meeting today with somebody and uh we were talking about how we got into the business that we're in and she happened to have studied this you know what what we do and and i said that oh well i just got into it by accident i was uh offered a, a contract for a month and then that that month-long contract extended to four and a half years and you know two other jobs after that and uh and she was like well what did you do before that and i was like well i worked in entertainment and then i talked about acting and and you know the i as i was talking about it, i was thinking like well like in terms of a, a like i sort of fancy myself that i have a part of me that is is has some creativity and i find that the work that i do now is like is making better use of that creativity um urge that i have in in my mind than holding up a a can of coke and smiling at the camera you know which Mm. is how i made a lot of money I, Mm. i actually never did a coke commercial but um but other commercials um and in the pursuit of sort of creative freedom and the irony is like now i'm like i have weird 
creative freedom. It's not quite, it's not super funny. It's not like, um, it's not, um, it doesn't reach a wide audience, but I do have that. I, I get to flex that muscle in my own brain mm-hmm. and, and that's very valuable to me. And, and I, I, I value that. And, and then I also value the outlets that, that I have here and, you know, working on Steve's show and all any chance I can get, but I'm less con- driven by like, Oh, I got to pay rent, you know, mm-hmm. which is, uh, very liberating in a way. Mm-hmm. Cause you got married to money. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, actually I was doing just fine. No, but... I'm just kidding. God, so sensitive. Boy, I'm glad we didn't get together. I'm glad this is, this would have been real awkward in person. Did everyone get in a fight with their spouse right before we started or is it just me? It was just yeah, no, I did. Oh, yeah, oh I could wow. Feel. Did yeah. you really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I could tell. Mm-hmm. This bad juju on this call. Marty's always in the doghouse. I don't know why, but that's just uh, his... it, it's it's the status quo. Yeah. What about you? What's the, what's the secret to happiness, Steve Kruger? I I, I take more like a, a simple approach, uh, and it was like a, I'm mangling the quote or par- you haven't mangled it yet. I'll get there. Maybe you'll get it right. <laughs> it, it was no, something like no. a clean a clean kitchen is a wasted life. Uh, and, and sort of the takeaway, especially coming from an anal retentive parent who the, his world could, in meaning his home, could not be clean enough. It couldn't be perfect enough. And it's like, eh, don't worry about it. Like clean enough and then eh, live your life. Don't worry about focusing on, you know, perfection. Don't focus on what's wrong. Yeah. And I said this to someone recently who's. You know, we, she's having a dinner party and all she was doing was cleaning up the whole time. And I said, you know, you're not, you're not hanging out with us. You're, oh, I know I got to, and she's very successful executive. So she's just constantly cleaning up behind the company she works for. And I was like, yeah, just eh, fuck it. You know, your lady will come tomorrow and clean up, just relax, hang out with us. But she just couldn't, the compulsion to control mm-hmm. and be in control. It's like, yeah, a little bit of it's okay, but then. Eh. Don't clean the sink. You can leave your little beard hairs in there. It'll be fine. She does not have a beard. Yeah. (laughs) But if you do take a big, this this brings me to another point. My and and it it crosses over a couple of things I was just talking about. I have a cleaning person, and she came last week. My wife was out of town, so it's always awkward. I'm always weird around my cleaning people. I mean, I have one now, but I've had several administrations come and go you had an army come through yeah no it's just i'm always like hello person who i don't know if you're (laughs) supposed to be in this country and like good to see you i'm not paying you a living wage but also can you clean the drawers in the refrigerator thank you and there's always a language barrier and i'm always trying to speak spanish and so she was over here and i was hiding out in the garage aka my the headquarters of my uh media empire where you are now and she took a fucking growler. Like I, I, I went to the bathroom and I'm like, oh my, oh God, oh Lord. She took a power dump. Oh. And, and had left a trail. And a trail like, of stink or of, of poop? Of, of poop well, you know, she's like. She's going to clean it. Well, that's what I thought. I was. Uh, Aren't you but, supposed to leave when they're there? I got to, I work from home, so I had to work. So oh. I, and I was like, I got to, you know, like I have to take a call and I don't want to be at a coffee wait, shop. Wait, wait, don't you have a second home? 
Not in this state, no. All of all of the rest of everyone else has a second home, right? Everybody has a second home. I couldn't no. drive up to Arrowhead <laughs> the, just for a meeting. The last time I went to my parents' house, like I get in the door and I, I walk into the the kitchen and there's there are like six people around the the kitchen table, just like people I've never seen before, just having lunch. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh hey. And it was that that was their cleaning crew, and part of their cleaning routine is to just have a like a two hour lunch at at my parents' like uh, kitchen table. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then that's I, my parents <laughs> were hiding in the in their bedroom. Yeah. You're always hiding in a like I. It's like a it's a very slow home invasion, You're, which ends bequeaths you a clean house. But I was just like. If I went to a, a different person's house, and this is like about 11 in the morning, like I already got, as we all know, I get up at six and I immediately take a Wait, massive dump. We don't all know that. Okay, yeah, we, we do. I, yeah, we, I, we discussed this. Marty, we've discussed this. I've never listened to the podcast. Read the book. <laughs> it's, it'll all be published tomorrow. <laughs> but if I took such a massive dump that I left streaks in the bowl. Streaks in the bowl. Streaks oh. in the bowl. Wouldn't, I, wouldn't you clean it up? Wouldn't you feel self-conscious? Like that I'm in the next room and I'm going to go probably urinate and go, Oh my God, there's, I mean, I know she was going to clean it, but that's her job here. So why not just do it now? You just took a fucking, she has power a list. So you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you, don't, cleaning you, don't works. Get it. you don't get it. You don't clean it. Out. It doesn't just go away. <laughs> no, I take the brush and I get this. Like, I don't want people to know that I just took a dump. That's just, that's my personal that you business. You were going to be like stalking her after she took a dump. I didn't stalk her. It was, it was later. Yeah, it I went to urinate. I wasn't banging on the door. And she's going one minute, please. Like I, you know, wow, that's racist. That was racist. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's funny. Cause she's Czech too. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're speaking to her in Spanish. Olympia. No, wait. Uh, um, no, shit, how do you no, say no, it? She's like, stop, not even stop. close. Nope. <laughs> um, all right. I'm out. Bye. Oh, that story what? offended me. Oh, oh yeah. I don't blame you. I'm just kidding. No, mm-hmm. I just, I need to finish more stuff. And all right. Are you okay though? Do you need a hug? Cause I'll, I'll send Steve over and, and to take a dump in your, in I will I take a power have, dump. I have a hugging crew. I have a hugger that comes over once a week. I'll send him over to your hug. I uh, don't want that. Just, you don't want that. <laughs> that doesn't sound creepy. No, I don't want that. Cassandra, just so you know, Tyson said that this week's trashy trashy episode sixty nine was great. Hey, it, thanks. Finger guns. Finger guns. Yeah, I had to miss it. We we had to skip an episode because I got so busy. With, uh, oh, so it's just Erica, and that's why it was great. <laughs> no, no, I it would have been good. She should have went without me, but no. All right, all right. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll hop on in an hour. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, see what's going on. Catch yeah. the last ten. Well, you can see us strangling us, uh, strangling each other like uh, digitally. So I will read the transcripts after though. All right. Yeah. Well, it'll cost you money because it's going to be a fungible token. You're a fungible token. I'll fund you. Fund you. All right. That all right, I gave Cassandra all the um, confidence to leave. Great. Good job, Steve. You, you offended her. <laughs> no, that was a good bit. I, I saved it with the check thing. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Good I job, did. good job, Stevie. Totally <laughs> saved it. <laughs> I made it. So the, I obscured the racism with a right hand turn ah. into Czechoslovakia. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of Hispanic women who cook, I uh, just started watching um, Selena and Chef. Uh, it's been around for three seasons, and mm. Selena Gomez started um, cooking. Basically, she started cooking, and and she d- set up the whole her whole little. Uh, house or, or big kitchen with uh, cameras and did it during quarantine is it Fantastic. better than better than paris hilton like with her fake notes and it's like... better than everything i mean it's it's joy it's honestly it's a joy to watch it's really weirdly Why? fun well because I, I think selena gomez is um is like just crackling with charisma yeah i mean that's basically almost i mean i i i don't even know what she does in terms of singing um, she was great on Wizards of Waverly Place, and she is okay on the only murders in the building. I but thought she was good in that. I thought, like, she really talks with a very well. That's the way she talks. That's the way she talks. She doesn't have a, a, a huge range as an actor. It doesn't seem like. Um, but she's just a delight to sort of be around. Um, and I've never uh, been around and, her. The cooking, the, it's a very friendly cooking show, and she doesn't know anything about cooking, and she's being taught by chefs who do know something about cooking, and it's uh, it's just I I just highly recommend it. Um, as as you know, if you're ever thinking, boy oh boy, Steve Bannon is an asshole, and Trump's gonna blow up the world, and everything sucks, just turn that on for a little while and go, oh that's nice. Look at that rich young lady. I have to say, since since the 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 depths of the quarantine, I just watched. Endless amounts of cooking videos, cooking tutorials, cook mm-hmm. just sometimes like I was telling the wife last night. Oh, yeah, this guy, this butcher just took half a cow, like literally just sliced in half and showed you how they butcher it into the big pieces. And then the, how they manufacture that even down into the the, the cuts you see in the, the supermarket. And I, yeah, that's 25 minutes of, with no sparkle or zazz or whatever. And I just like, wow, I've never seen anybody butcher a whole half a cow. Yeah. Cool. I, I think it that's just, why I love um, YouTube because people are making stuff out of passion and not yeah. out of commerce. Mm-hmm. And uh, Selena Gomez, it sounds like she's doing uh, a little bit of both, you know. And, sure. And but there's something about like watching a sheep, like a lesbian sheep shearer in Texas, like just like like shear a ton of sheep is is really like just makes me happy and it, it's yeah. like really joyful and like it, it, every time she finishes like an alpaca a llama a sheep she's just got this big smile on her face i'm like that that makes me feel good that makes me feel good about the world you know doesn't that seem like a i've always thought that shearing sheep seemed like a incredibly satisfying thing to oh do. my god and if you see these right? videos you're like yes yes <laughs> yeah and, have you guys ever uh been near that really happening because i haven't I I went to New Zealand for a few months, um, but uh, I I just ate the sheep. You just ate them? Yeah, I ate them. No, that's awful. So uh, the question that that I was I was thinking I would ask you guys is what is your favorite meal? Or I'm sure you you both sort of like to cook. What is what are some of you are called, you what is a like, favorite meal? Uh, you guys are like to cook, whatever. No, no, I mean I love to cook too. But you're yeah, yeah. You guys, you, you I, I think lot. about you guys is a little bit more fa- fancy than than me. But like what is like I'll, I'll tell you my this is my uh one of my go-to meals is uh chicken just chicken salad. 
and I, I just use green leaf lettuce or, or red, green leaf or red leaf lettuce and, and a little bit of massaged kale. And I toast fresh garlic mm. and I toast, I, I make a, a one strip of bacon uh, and I set those aside. And then um, I put on uh, just, you know, nuts and ch- cheese, cheese bits, you know, those um, baked cheese, you yeah. know, like, uh, uh, and, um, and Paul Newman's Caesar dressing. What else is there? And that's pretty much it. Just mix it all together and chicken or, or shrimp. And uh, sometimes uh, hot sausage, like hot pork sausage. Hmm. And that's that's I guess that's sort of my favorite. And the the, the, sec- the secret ingredient is toasting the fresh garlic, which is you know you don't want it to burn, um, but it, it adds it's crunchy and adds so much uh, you know the flavor. It's really good. So I put it in everything else too, including ice cream. But um, anyway, that, that's sort of that's my uh, my one of my favorite uh, things to make. What about you, Marty? I am. I have been less interested in cooking meat, um, and it's something that, like, I really, I used to do a, a lot of cooking steaks and and barbecuing. You know, I have a smoker. I've got a, a big ass grill. Um, I was doing a lot of sous vide stuff, but now I'm I'm just trying to to eat a, a little more um, responsibly. You know, in terms of of um, my carbon footprint and that sounds like it I don't think it's doing anything for the greater good but it uh, it makes me feel smug I guess you know and I good love, that's I, that's a goal. I love feeling smug. makes me feel I'm, that you oh, are smug so yeah yeah oh. yeah I, I can oh, sense you wish you could be like me um, yeah I just wish people would say like it's better for you to eat less meat but this uh, it's like Prius drivers, like my mom, like I'm, I'm saving the planet. Like, no, no, no I, I'm you're not, not, you're not, I'm not, I know I'm you're not, not doing anything planet, but I, I save do, yourself, make your I, wife happy. Uh, no, I want to, well, no, she doesn't, she loves eating meat, but I, I mean, but if you're healthy and happy, then she's at least oh, no, has no, a no, shot at no, being no. happy. She, she made me get a bunch of life insurance and she's like <laughs> really pushing me to, to, to die. Oh, you should try skydiving. Yeah, yeah. No, no, seriously. She's just like, wow, <laughs> like, you know, you should be a little more adventurous. Mm. Uh, seen the movie double indemnity. Yeah. So I, I only saw the original single indemnity hold for laughter. And that's moving on. That's what we're doing. Oh, I no, 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 no. We're holding. For <laughs> no, laughter. No, no. We're holding for laughter. I'm just reading the teleprompter. It's just hold for come, laughter. It'll come. It'll come. We'll just wait. I know. I laugh. Um, it already came. Yeah. All right. I already uh, came. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I, I've been actually very excited about um, some of the fake meats that are coming along. And I've, I've been having fun cooking with those. So uh, I, I made a very delicious. Well, I thought it was delicious um, lasagna. Um that was made with uh, fake meat and oh yeah 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 it was really good and I, and I gave it to a family that uh, the rest of it the leftovers to uh, friends of mine and like they didn't they had no idea that it was made with fake meat and they were just fine with it so like that that's what, what did you like, use impossible burger or beyond uh, impossible makes a sausage now that you can get oh and, yeah and uh, it's it's actually really good and they're they're weeks months away from coming out with a impossible pork and that is like the holy grail to me because then i 
then Kruger and I can make um, soup dumplings, you know. Um, so are, are fake Jews like myself not allowed to eat impossible pork? Is it because uh, it's not fake kosher? Y- yes. Yes. You, okay. You're not allowed. But you can help me make the dumplings. You can't have you can't. Have I can eat it through a sheet? Burger with non-dairy cheese if you're a fake Jew. With cashew cheese and impossible pork. If a fake rabbi comes over and blesses right. it, can I eat it then? But no, as a fake Jew, you can eat bacon and and ground <laughs> pork, no problem. But you can, but as you can't a fake Jew, fake you, you can't eat the fake stuff. Yeah, and I'm you, glad, have, you have to start speaking fake up. Hebrew as well. So, uh, Steve, do you, what's your favorite uh, dish to make? I don't really have a favorite, and it goes through like moods and modes, but I'm kind of into like light portions, but heavy product. And last night was like a perfect example because I was very busy uh, and didn't have a lot of planning to get something going, but I had sous vide a duck leg. I bought a whole duck and chopped it up and I'm like making prosciutto out of the the breast part and I'm going to make... Uh, I made duck fat out of the skin, and then I just made these like duck calm feed duck legs in the sous vide machine, and they were just sitting there all ready to go. I'm like, oh, cool. And I had some Romanesco. I'm really like a vegetable guy, I realized. What is that? What is Romanesco? Romanesco is a a hybrid of – I wish Marty was here. He would just fucking – he would have some smug fucking answer. Uh, Romanesco is – it's so funny because he'll never hear that. He'll never listen to this (laughs) – we we could fucking just go off when we could give his fucking his his home address out. He'd never hear. He'd never know. Um, yeah. So if you're listening out there, his home yeah, address he lives one, at two, three, one four, two three five, four five six seven eight nine ten Avenue, Eagle Rock, California. Yeah. Nine double o three one six. He's got ex- extra numbers. Yeah, it's um, a special address. Romanesco is a hybrid of cauliflower and broccoli, and it looks like a fractal. You know, it's got like this really bizarre almost like sci-fi look to it and it's got this really really good flavor and if you cook it with some fresh nutmeg which i have because i'm like a weird spice dude um it's great it's just like kind of nutty and tastes like fall and so i just had i just had a, a duck leg and some romanesco and that was dinner so fatty heavy but no starch and no, no bread or rice or but you know like just eh, I'll just eat meat and vegetable. That's it. What uh? What, so you guys uh, both talk about sous vide. Yes, sir. Could you uh, explain what that is and why on earth I would buy a sous vide machine? It's a French technique. I think it was started in the sixties, mm-hmm. and I believe it means under pressure. And all you do is put your product, your meat or your vegetable or whatever in a bag and you pull the air out. It That's the under pressure. Under, under vacuum. Under vacuum. Yes. Veed. Right. And uh, then you use this machine that heats and circulates water at a very specific temperature. And I guess water is a good conductor of heat. And yeah. so it keeps that meat or vegetable at that exact temperature. But it, since it's in a bag, there's no air around it. The water obviously doesn't dilute the flavor of the product or meat. Oh. Um, and I think it was invented for like, 
maybe it was steaks or I don't know. Like I could see uh, a restaurant having a bunch of these going and you set it to a certain temperature and you put a steak in, in a bag and it will never rise above that temperature. So uh-huh. whatever medium rare is for a steak, 125, let's say Fahrenheit, you could put it in there in an hour. It'll be up to temperature and it'll be cooked, but you could leave it in there for like another hour. It won't overcook. It won't overcook. It, it, it's, it won't it, continue to cook right. because it's so, gotten to that temperature. Yes. Yeah, and there, it's like that um, makes sense. It's it's called a PID. It's like a I forget the what it stands for. It's like integral or whatever. It, but basically, it, it just it oscillates between like you know if you set it at 130 degrees, it, it goes between 130 and a half and 129 and a half, and it just oscillates. It just goes there. As opposed to the old thermostats that would go to, you know, they would have much wider variation. But because you have a computer controller there, it's it's a little bit more manageable. Um, and and so and, and and the result is uh, why is the result good? Uh, because then, like, if you have if 130 degrees is medium rare, and you set like a two inch put a two inch steak in there at 130 degrees it's going to and you put it in there at 130 degrees it gets uh, that temperature all the way throughout if you put it on a grill you're putting yeah. it at like 800 degrees and right. you're just flipping it back and forth and so it gets gray on the outside um but now you're just doing it so it's just a perfect like just a moist pink gross thing all the way throughout and then you just sear the outside at the end at the end you sear it yeah yeah to get the, yeah it doesn't brown anything because right. it doesn't get to that high temperature so like like oh let's just take the duck for example like you want to yeah. get duck up to 160 let's just say i don't know what that is so you could put it in an oven which you put it at 350 degrees and that would heat the outside and you know at some point it would penetrate to the center and right. get that up to 160 thereby killing everything in it Mm-hmm. But you've dried out the outside, the outside yeah. maybe at 170 or 180. You know, it's like Thanksgiving. You, you get that turkey and it's like right. the outside is overcooked and dried out just to mm-hmm. penetrate to the center. When you set it at 160 and you put the duck in the machine, it takes a lot longer because mm-hmm. it's not this high intense heat. I, I think I cooked them for 12 hours, right? And, uh, which and is the other thing. And this is why I will pitch you on buying it is because... I cook while I sleep. Oh, right, yeah. right. And and you're getting something that you can't necessarily get at a restaurant, you know, unless they they plan very well. But, you know, at a casual restaurant, they they're not going to make, you know, they they can't do it to the minute knowing how many customers are coming in, you know. Right. Uh and, well, yeah. That's, well, that's why like that's why it was invented because the steak I, I just imagine a French steak restaurant with like here's medium rare, here's medium Here's medium well. And they just got these baths going and they put them in. It takes two hours to quote unquote cook. And then you just let it sit there. And then when someone orders, you just take it out and you dry it off and you sear it on a super hot, you know, grill or whatever and gets those nice brown marks. And you, and it's perfect. You don't have to like cook it for 10 minutes and check it and worry. And oh, I might have, you know, once you've overcooked it, it's done. So it's it's, brilliant. Yeah. It's, I, I don't like, yeah, it, it it is. Um, it it's a very specific type of way of cooking. 
But like, you know, for when I do Thanksgiving, I'm going to do the breasts. I'm going to sous vide them. Um, oh, yeah. Because the, then they're not going to get overcooked. And the thighs I can cook the hell out of. And you can cook those really hard. And, and they end up really tender and, and juicy and, and delicious. So Because, John, when you mentioned chicken salad, I thought like, oh, yeah, I've been making that a lot and I love it. And what I do with chicken, I'm sure you use chicken breast in your salad. No, I use thighs. Okay. Well, I like thighs. But when we get like a good chicken breast from like a farmer's market, mm-hmm. you can cook it medium rare, which, of mm-hmm. course, it took my wife like two years. I'm like, it's going to be pink in the middle. It's like, it's not done. It's bad. Like. No, I've cooked it for three hours at 130 degrees mm-hmm. and there's charts online like nothing could have survived. Yeah, it's it's time and temperature. Sure. If you get the center of a piece of ch- a chicken breast to 160, it kills everything for one second. Everything's dead. But you've mm-hmm. destroyed the meat on the outside. You've mm-hmm. you know, you've, we've all had dry, stringy chicken breast. This I, I cook it at like 130 and it comes out like it's like sushi. It oh, yeah. freaks, freaks people out. They're like, ooh, it's Yeah, it's not it's for still everybody. P- but even then, you can cook it a little bit harder, and it's still super juicy and and cooked all the way through. Yeah, that's what happens is you don't push the juices out at that low yeah. temperature. And then I throw it in a chicken salad, so it's all it's all covered in dressing yeah. and whatever. And people are like, what is this? I'm like, it's yeah. chicken. They're like, no, it's, no, it's too lie. soft. It's you lie. Yeah. Um, so... So that okay. So that, let's talk about Thanksgiving, since by the time this comes out, it'll be around Thanksgiving. So, Marty, are you saying are you you don't cook the, your whole turkey together? Well, yeah. No. Here's the way that I do it, and and mm-hmm. it's not for everyone. Um, it's a pain in the butt. But if you break it down beforehand, so you take the breast off, you you debone it, and uh, you brine it. And then you take the thighs off, you debone those and brine them. And uh, and then you take the bones and you make stock out of it, you know, a few days ahead of time. Then you mm-hmm. actually have stock and you don't need to buy a bunch of cans of Swanson's chicken stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you roast the the breast. You can have it be super crispy and then you can take the thighs and roast those so but you take the breasts you sous vide them they're super juicy you take the thighs you roast them you can stuff them like i have a friend who stuffed them with um with uh uh, foie gras but you don't even have to do that they're just good they're just good you can wrap them in bacon or whatever you need to do uh and they're going to be super delicious and and then because you've cooked them separately they're both going to be cooked the way they're supposed to be cooked it's like yeah, you know, they're dark meat and white meat. They they shouldn't be cooked the same way, right? So, uh, and then like everybody's happy, and then you can cook it way ahead of time. So that, right, that's- that is the, the, is what I really love. And last night, that's a great example. Is like, oh, it's seven thirty. What are we gonna eat? And I had just uh, duck legs cooked. And yeah. so what what I often do is I'll buy like a bunch of chicken, and I put each one in a bag, pull the air out, cook them, and yeah. then just throw them in. Since the air is pulled out. They they last for for like a week or two weeks. Yeah, I just throw them in the fridge, and then they're just like, all right, it's all they're little bags, and they're cooked. It's sort of like when you go to the supermarket and you get those um, pre cooked sausages, and they're kind of shrink wrapped in that thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the exact same thing. Like you still have to grill it to give it some flavor and color, but yeah, I just like I love having a fridge full of like stuff ready to go and just cook and 
Yeah, so that's the, exactly what we did last night. Like, oh, there's a there's duck. Great, we'll just cook it. Where, where do you uh, where do you buy duck? Yeah, Chinese market. Oh, no, yeah. I, I there's uh, my farmer's the guy that sells me eggs at my farmer's market. You can buy a whole duck from him. But okay, so Steve, uh, I I have two duck legs that have been in my fridge for uh, shrink, you know, whatever vacuum sealed for probably ten years. So I should probably so, yeah, throw them out. No, I'm gonna eat. Yeah, them. I'm gonna eat them. Why? You, is that on a bet? Yeah, yeah. It's on. Do the you want to die? That's what it is. You want to die? Yeah. What, what What could I get from it? What What disease could I get? Salmonella. Salminio. <laughs> James Dean. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Jim Robert Hacks. Wagner. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I would throw them out. I don't think they can last ten years. I'll let you know. Uh. Yeah, it's just I, I, I've had a, I've had them for like six, maybe eight years, sous vides, and they're just like changed the way I cook. Yeah. You've had and, a sous vide piece of meat for eight years. No, no I've been using them for fucking Jesus, uh, Jesus my God, Jesus Christ, God, oh Marty. my God. Oh. Yeah, and there are a couple of dishes, like once a year kind of things that you can only do in a sous vide, like the mamafuku pie. short ribs, you know, like you got to cook it for 72 hours, but you you create this this texture that is just, it, it, you, you've never had it anywhere else. Mm. Like there's no other way to cook something for 72 hours and not destroy it except for right. a sous vide. I'm convinced. Yeah, and, and I'm getting I'm getting a CD for Christmas and, and, and a, for and a the blow record, torch. Like this was one of these things that was such a an exclusive thing 15 years ago, and then like like 15 years ago they started selling them, you know, and and I I got a handful of them, you know, and and it, it's not that complicated to do. Like I all right, so so sous vide, I I I get it. So air air fryer, no. What is an air fryer? And I shouldn't get it. Uh, no, I think you should just get a deep fryer and just, I mean, how often are you going to eat French fries? Never. I'm never going to make, I, I'm not going to, I'm just wondering why people are excited about because people an like air fryer. To, people like fried shit, you know? And it's like, my thing is like, just eat, get a bunch of oil, hold on to it, and then just fry it like, you know, once a month, you know? Yeah, sure. So on the, on the show, Selena and the chef, uh, they were making something and they uh, were poaching it in oil. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that's... what? Isn't that frying? No, because you're not doing it at a, a super high temperature. One thing is that that oil. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, uh, I have a friend and and he like basically was like just make. Cook your fish at a, uh, in oil or in butter or oil at 130 mm. degrees, and it gets it, it. It's basically the same thing as sous vide. You're just controlling the temperature so it's, it doesn't uh, get. And it, yeah. It's really so luscious. when you when you fry something in oil, it's at at a certain temperature threshold that it pushes the water out of okay. whatever you're frying. That's why it bubbles. Yeah. You put a piece of chicken in there, and it goes shh and. The air being the air and the water inside of being pushed out bubbles, and that means everything crisps up and gets real nice. But yeah. if you go to the other end and you cook it, which I guess poaching is pretty similar to confiting something because well, it's well, not yeah. confit. Like traditionally, you were supposed to cook it in a big vat of fat, 
And then it turns out like you don't need to cook it in a big vat of fat. You can put it in plastic bags and cook at the same temperature and it, the result is exactly the same. So it's yeah, really I didn't put I didn't put duck fat in with my duck legs because they it's, just render out it's and it's really just ceramic. by temperature. Yeah. But when you're cooking like say fish or chicken and you're poaching it, it's at such a low temperature that the water can't escape because water does not like oil. So it's like it's holding the water in the protein. All right, so we we do a comedy podcast here, and um, <laughs> yeah, but, no, but now no. I'm hungry. Yeah, like, yeah, I like talking about food. No, but yeah. but seriously, like, but Steve is completely right. Like that's that's what you what you're basically doing is you're cooking at a very low temperature, and and it stays moist not because it's absorbing a shit ton of oil, but because it's just staying at a very low temperature. And okay. Um, so unless you bread it, and then in that case, it just absorbs all that, that oil. Uh, party down. Speaking of uh, serving food, yeah. Uh, Deadline party down just came out four hours ago and said that the revival is officially happening Green without light. the original cast member Marty U, uh, <laughs> members Marty U and John Sylvain. That that's in uh, Variety. They mentioned us. Um, uh, I'm just I'm embellishing what Deadline Hollywood said. Ah uh, yes. So you, we, we were both in in um, party down. Well, yeah, I was in it for a minute. I was in it not for, a minute. I was in it thirty for, seconds for ten seconds. So yeah, um, I'm jealous. I was in the very last episode. Um, but uh, it's happening. You've got Megan Mullally, Mullally, yeah. uh, Ryan Hansen, Martin Jane Lynch, Jane Lynch, uh, Martin, Martin Starr, Star. Adam, what's his Scott. name? And uh, uh, but no, um, uh, Jane Lynch is on Broadway right now with with um, uh, uh, what's uh, doing Hello Dolly, which is amazing. Is that right? Yeah, she's she's doing oh, that's a, great. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I I'm so I would love to see that, and she's doing it with uh, Jonah Hill's sister. What's her name? I don't know. Um, Steve. Uh, Janie Janie Hill. Janie Hill. Steve, you're Jewish. You know these things. <laughs> Um, uh, Mitzi Schnitzer. Yeah, Mitzi, Mitzi Schnitzer. Uh, yeah. Uh, her last name is Hill. No, she was in uh, Booksmart. What's her name? Um, oh, really? Yeah. That's Jonah Hill's sister? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's so good. I, I think yeah. she's fantastic. Um, uh, Booksmart is so good. Yeah. Such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Beanie Feldstein. And, um, but anyhow, um, they were worried that they weren't going to get Jane because she was in doing that Broadway show, but they're going to start shooting in January, I think. Yeah. And, um, and Adam is in it and, uh, uh, it, it's super exciting. So everyone tweet at, uh, Dan Etheridge and, um, John and congratulate him and, uh, to get John Sylvain back on that. Fucking yeah. Show. Yeah. Mundo Mundo is, uh, my character name. And, uh, yeah, very important and, uh, to, to the integrity of the show that I'm in it. And for the record, uh, there's no like uh, the fact that Lucy Kaplan isn't on the show is not anything uh, because of bad blood. It's just really difficult to put like, a, you know, eight, ten amazing actors who are like super busy into a show for like that no, when when not, when the show when the show was first on nobody knew who jane lynch was right nobody knew who uh, adam scott was nobody knew who lizzie kaplan was right M nobody People knew still don't know Star who was. you are john 
I, a lot of people, yeah, a lot they, of people yeah, know they who do. I am. My wife, know, you know who I am. That's true. That's true. Artie can knows who I am most of the time. I'm more familiar with your work than Lizzie Kaplan. So, but like what? You know, I am. <laughs> and I mean, the fact is, like, like it's amazing that they got this many people. I and mean, that was the whole thing. Like John Enbaum, uh, he got married uh, two weekends ago, and um, y- you know he's the the primary creative. Uh, uh, he's a writer, being writer. That. Yeah, and you know he wrote all the uh, original ones, you know, with with the help of everybody else. But um, they were all there, uh, all the the creative people behind Party Down at the wedding, and like you know they were all just like concerned about like how do we get all these people together, and like yeah. that that was really it was a logistical thing, and yeah. uh, the fact that they could get everybody but Lizzie is great, and 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 I'm sure that they would happily work with Lizzie again. And you know, Lizzie lives in I think, England now. You know, so it's it's like I totally get it. Like it it it's fine. But I am so excited for them. And this yeah, is it's really today. great. Yeah, it's a great show too. It was it was it was it was you a know, great show. The last show. episode was the best one. The, um, the last one, yeah, the last one, the one that yeah. I was in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're seeing. Um, but the very last scene was the best. Yeah. When I walked in and I brought the hammer down and said, what? That was my line. All right. Thank you very much. Um, so we were talking about a uh, pitching a Christmas movie. And I think I completely misunderstood what you were looking for, Marty. I want because... a real Christmas story. All right. So this is here's my pitch for a Christmas movie, which I don't think is any is close to what you put. But I think it's good. So it's. Wa- the Walking Dead meets the Family Stone. Okay, and basically, so, at after the zombie apocalypse, the last human who's been hunting zombies this whole time goes home for Christmas with his to have uh, with his undead family. So, in the original Family Stone, who is the 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 woman who's going back to Diane Keaton's family? Like. Was it uh, Rachel McAdams or or uh, Emma Stone? I don't, know. I don't really. It was some I, I mean, white I, girl with another Sarah white Jessica dude. Parker, it's like the whitest, whitest movie ever. And to be honest, I loved it. Rachel McAdams is in it, and <sighs> and uh, Craig T. Nelson and yeah, Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker, and and a whole yeah, a whole bunch of white people. I made, that was back when you could make movies with just white people. I'm, I'm, I, I made cookies that uh, Craig T. Nelson ate, and was he was very polite in saying that they were good. They were not. Oh, that's a great story, Marty. Yeah, great yeah. story. I, th- that's I'm full of these stories. I'm full of these stories. We know. Uh, I don't. I don't know if uh, the the Family Stone is really the the touchstone. I Once just baked was, a cupcake for Lorenzo Lamas, and he told did? me it was uh, average. Lorenzo Lamas. I've cooked for a lot of B-level celebrities, and uh, it's actually Lorenzo Lamas. (laughs) All right, I I never cooked for him, and because I would be too. I made creme brulee for Rue McClanahan once, and she was unimpressed. Liar, liar. You made creme brulee for who? Rue McClanahan. I don't know who that is. She's a golden girl. She's the golden girl. She is. Yes. Hmm. I guess she's the one I didn't know. <laughs> she's not the gay icon one. That's Betty White, and no. the other one, B. and I the thought, other one. I thought that uh, B. Arthur. Uh, B. Arthur was the. I thought Estelle Geddes was the. 
I thought so. She's the other one. No, no she's yes, not. She's the other one. B. Arthur was your advocate. We Reba <laughs> McIntyre. Isn't no. she in it? I made her a shortbread uh, once, and she was very displeased. What What did you do wrong? Did you sous vide it? It was I sous vide it. You really got to bake uh, a baked item. <laughs> what would happen if you did that? I guess very little mush. Yeah, be hot mush. mush. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yummy, yummy, yummy. So what is I? I so this is not what. What you the were, fuck is the Family Stone? I've never heard of this movie. Oh, it's a terrible movie from okay. 2005. Just, I, I, I probably gave Sarah up with Jessica movies. Parker. It's one of those uh, those, those uh, white people gathering around yeah. uh, at Christmas and having like random pratfalls, you know. Well, everybody is attracted to everybody else's girlfriend slash wife, and so random pratfalls. Hilarity ensues in a, in a kind of not hilarious way. Yeah. Isn't that Ingmar Bourbon's Fanny and Ag- Alexander? No, I'm making those two up. That, scenes from a wedding. That, okay. um, scenes from a wedding. Fanny and yeah. Alexander had my favorite fart joke. Okay. You know? <laughs> Every fucking time I bring it up, I love it. I I, yes. can't, I cannot stop her like thinking about that. Like there is a character in Fanny and Alexander, the famed the famed Ingmar Bergman movie, who blows out a candle with a fart. Not just a <laughs> candle, a candelabra. A candelabra, <laughs> sir. That's, that's what you take away from the, oh the great God. filmmaker, yeah. Yeah. Ingmar Berman. Death walking oh on the God. beach, whatever. Uncle Sven was like, Children, come here. Look around Uncle Sven. I have a trade for you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does then cut to black and then you go uh, to the next it's scene. So funny. It's, it's, it's so funny. It's very, very well edited. There are the very few fart jokes that I haven't thought were hilarious. No, I mean, I if, if, if an auteur is taking on a fart joke, it's got to be well, well crafted, Mel well, well staged. Ingmar Bergman. I said an auteur, not, not a, not a hack. How dare you? I, I think that Mel Brooks is both, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's a hack auteur. Yeah. Completely. I, I think, mean, uh, you know, Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles are both really incredible. Yeah. Movies. One of those films, you're correct about one of those films. And, uh, um, which one? And oh, Young Frankenstein is a masterpiece. I love. Oh how, my like, God! You I don't like Blazing Saddles? You are. You have like. Oh yeah, uh, difference of opinion. No, no, <laughs> you're wrong. Well, if, if if he thinks if he thinks I'm wrong, he thinks. I think I'm Blazing wrong. Saddles okay. I think once Mel Brooks comes into it, he he's a part of this old guard of comedy, and this is just front of mind because I was arguing with a stand-up friend. Not arguing. We were. Uh, we were Fight patting each wrestling. other on the back. No, we, I was saying, like, uh, he needs to do it. No, not him, you jackass. <laughs> An older, seasoned Saturday Night Live writer and stand-up. And I was like, I, I don't think he's that funny. Like, I think... Mel Brooks? Yes. And they're redoing, or they're making a limited series out of History of the World. which Really? Wasn't, yes. Oh, God. All right. That, and, that I can, horrible I can movie. pass on that, for sure. Uh, okay, but everyone's like, he's an American treasure. And I'm like... He is an American treasure. Oh, okay, well, let's unpack it. Two thousand year old man, not that funny. Oh. It's, it, it's, Let, let's nah. like, let's not like shit. Like we shot on the the remote. Why not, two Marty? Weeks let, ago. Us, let him poop where no, you want. Because no, no, I, I, I want to be positive. I want to like be a, a force for good and and positive things. And like so we can like celebrate things as opposed. to I'm going shit to celebrate on... the successes that he's he's had, which I think peaked with his partnership <laughs> with Gene Wilder. I think. All their movies together were fantastic, and it, it, I think it proves to me that Gene Wilder was the 
the engine in that that car because mm-hmm. he then went on to do great stuff and he went under a lot of crap but um once mel brooks stopped doing movies with gene wilder then you get like uh space balls space balls not funny yeah, history of the world no, part one i think it's terrible it's, it's a great, terrible movie great sort of chemistry silent movie not funny uh there are good parts in there but but not great but um but in young frankenstein putting on the ritz like gene wilder like they got in a huge fight over that you know uh so uh so but my point and is, who won we won no cause... mel brooks won that particular fight and so it was like that perfect like tension of like you know and and that's what you're talking about of like the, like the absurdist and like so, something grounded and and it really worked in, in that way, in that one instance, you know, that, that is like one of the funniest things ever. It's a great movie. It's a great comedy. But it that, holds up. John, will you give us a little taste of that, that musical number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's super funny. Thank you. How about High Anxiety? I'm not nah, not that no, good. No. And uh, I, 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 this came up the other day because I, I know an older movie exec who was an exec here in the 80s, and he worked on a Mel Brooks movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, tell me about this. Men and it was called tights. Life Stinks. Oh, yeah, yeah. He plays yeah. Life Star. Stinks? Mel Brooks plays like a millionaire, and he oh, bets someone yeah. that he can li- live on the street uh, and learn. And he learns some lesson, and it is hot buttered poop it yeah. stinks and you know he's like this young exec at whatever company and they all screen it for the execs and mel brooks and mel brooks goes up to him he's like so what'd you think which we've all now that we're all seasoned veterans of the business we've all been around people who have shown us their movie it is not good or play or whatever and then they go so what'd you think and this guy had the best fucking answer And I have used it to this day. Like it is burned in my brain. He turned to Mel Brooks after watching Life Stinks and said, it's all up there on the screen. But (laughs) but why don't we talk about things that you like, Steve? Like you. I'm I'm talking about things that I like. But you shit on so many things on the show. And I want to know the things that you like really like that you like uh, that formed you. It would be such a short show. What are they? What are the things you really like? What do I really like? Yeah. Uh, shit. Now you put me on the spot. You like shit. Well, we, I mean, you take pictures of your dog shit and you talk about, I think, I don't know if we've had a, a podcast where you didn't uh, describe your morning routine. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, it's, a, it's a weekly thing. So obviously you do like shit. Uh, and I'm just picking on Mel Brooks because he's just getting like a lifetime achievement award. I know, but and like, he, and, uh, I, I think it's like it's such an easy thing to to pick on Mel Brooks, who's by the way incredibly witty and and engaging, or the Ramones, which we did two weeks ago. And not to shit on on your insights, but I'm just like, let's like talk about things that are good. All right, we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> We're going to end a little early tonight, guys. Uh, let let our affiliates know. Uh, I I I think you're just mi- uh, sit down. My dog's all uh, she's all upset now. Oh, I thought you were talking I, to me. I am sitting. How dare you? I appreciate what Mel Brooks did. I just think he Are like producers. Come on. Eh. Is it really that funny? 
uh, is the yeah and and so I, I and I was like like what happened like why did he lose the funny and I think part of it is is moving away from Gene Wilder and I think he he and like a lot of these old school Borscht Belt guys uh and, and I, I'm guilty of it myself like when when you're when you don't have a joke you go low he just would yeah, make fun of gay then, people but then why don't or, we talk about things that are good that's my that's are, my those point. are two it's separate like, those are two separate ideas right. Right. That's exactly. So, but like, why are we I, I don't focus, why are we focusing on like, oh, the, you know, the Ramones only play three chords, and like, oh, he just, you know, Mel Brooks just did Borscht Belt, you know, recycled bullshit. Like, well, then talk about something good. But there's nothing good. The world is terrible. All right. Well, well you, see you, you like you next you like see June. I went. I went apple picking this weekend. Oh, I saw a Shang 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 Chi in the Ten Rings. Yeah, yeah did not did not care for it. Oh my God, really? Why? Well, this is going to violate Marty's new Prime Directive. No, only the, being the, never, let's. I, the, I wanted to talk about. I, I wanted to, sh, uh, to shit actually, on. We, we talked about it this uh, before we started the show at the, the pre-show that you weren't there. We talked about how we want to talk about Shang Chi and the Eternals, and it, Eternals, I guess. Yeah, did you see the Eternals, Steve? No, I did not. Did you see Dune? I did see Dune. Yeah, okay, we, and you like Dune? Yeah. Yes, I, I liked yeah. it. And you're mad at me because I said it wasn't good, and then you said uh, that because I said it wasn't good, you considered not seeing it, and then you saw. I was really it, more like, mad at myself for actually valuing your yeah, opinion. like listening to what I had to say. Yes, Don't I know. Li- I here's the message. I've here's the there. takeaway. Don't listen to anything we say. Yes. Yeah. If there's so, anything that you should listen to, it's not me now, telling you to watch not listen. Anxiety. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast right now, stop listening. It, stop listening and go stinks. watch the History of the World Part One. It is one of the worst films I love, ever made. I love that he put it out there that he's like, I'm going to make 17 of these. I'm starting with Volume One. He did. Well, I mean, the fact that he. It was history of the world part one. Yeah, like implies that he was like, I've got like a bunch more in the tank. Okay, I'll give you something that I liked because I've watched a couple of movies recently because the lady went Shang-Chi. out of town. No, I did not like it. I, it was okay. I it, the very beginning, which is in subtitles and the the backstory for all the characters, I loved. I mean, the fight sequences were unbelievable, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a martial arts and movie. I think he was good. I, I think that he was good, and I think. The, the main dude? Yeah, Simu Lee. Or yeah, Simu I didn't like him. And oh. then I, it, it, as soon as that ended and they're like, cut to present day San Francisco and get us get some Aquafina in here. And she's just going to be funny and he's going to be serious. It just became a Marvel movie and I, I, they didn't have the charisma to. I'm OK with that. I'm OK to with lock me in. Just a, a Marvel movie. I went to go see Eternals and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was way too long. And it didn't make a lick of sense, but I enjoyed it like throughout. And I thought that everybody. Uh, so you're part of the problem. It. I am part of the problem. Okay. For sure. Okay. For sure. No, I watched it. Uh, I watched a video of the 10 rings. I don't know. Somewhere streaming. I couldn't sit through the whole thing. I was like, eh, I know what's going to happen. The third act's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no. going to be a little. But what, like, did, you, what it, did you say? You said you were going to say th- something that you liked. Are you ready for this, John? I'm ready. I really liked Thugs of Hindustan. You're welcome, Tyson. 
I did too. I, I, I enjoyed thing, but... I enjoyed what I saw. I enjoyed. Yeah. I really liked uh, the Green Knight. Oh, really? Oh, I really want yes. to see that. I strongly recommend it. It's Why? Very, I, I, it's just very well told and very well presented, and it shouldn't work. But that Dev Patel guy has He's unbelievable range and charisma, which, which I was missing in the Ten Rings movie. I, I love Aquafina. But she's not a her and that dude just. She it does not like, have a, a huge amount of range. She has an immense amount of charisma, and but she, yeah, I just oh, well, I, I was yeah. I, I want I wanted well, a martial arts movie. I didn't want a Marvel movie because I was like, yeah. oh, there's going to be they're going to be doing like lots of cutaways to her going home, oh, which they did about eight million times, and uh-huh. dumb dad jokes and like. But the Green Knight just I I can't remember I I don't remember watching it i just remember having watched it and went wow that was really good that really sucked me in and so you're saying you're stoned when you watched it not at all i was completely sober i don't watch movies stoned (laughs) why not what why not because i want to because i uh, when i'm stoned i want to listen to fucking crunch jams just chill out you know Crunchy jams you know like i want to i want to live in a movie i want to be present i think i think you're kind of like um one of those uh movie reviewers who've who've gone to you know, eight movies a week. And so now that if there's anything that's sort of even remotely middle of the road, you're like, oh, God, I hate this. But if it's really weird, like that uh, Nicolas Cage movie that was Mandy. like an extent. Yeah, that was just like a dirge. It's like dirge rock uh, on screen. Yeah. yeah you if love grunge it. were a movie, that would yeah. be Mandy. Yeah. Not grunge. It, it would be if like the, the power chord was a movie. Yeah. Low detuning of a guitar. <laughs> that's right. Sun yeah, o. that's that's exactly what it is. Everyone look up Sun O and you'll know what we're talking about. Uh no, I, no, I like what, I, I like light comedies, about. I like yeah. musicals. I I'm it doesn't have to be weird. It just has to know what it is and not uh-huh. be trying to be I uh, I guess the Ten Rings, I was like, well, they're making this for China because this is a power play by Disney to open up the MCU. But like it just there was all, all of the machinations behind the scene were were so relevant or present when you were watching it. And the Green Knight, I was just like, oh, this is a piece of art. This is great. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. This was not made for anybody. This was made because the director wanted to had make a vision it. yeah, yeah had he was like or she yeah. i don't know who directed it like i have this hey, idea dude. and i'm like oh, oh this I is this famous famous story and oh how are yeah. you going to tell it and, tell us well, the about thing the is, story that's, that's the exactly famous story my of sir gawain my that's exactly my problem with dune it's like what is it well it's a it's a science fiction book right and it's it's an epic uh science fiction book but it's a science fiction book this is not like a real religion you know, we wait, do what? not have uh, to wait, what treat is a, it. What's a real religion? Uh, it's something that's not made up for a book. Okay, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I can come over. I'm gonna. I want. I wish we were in person so I could. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, so it's you don't have to treat every moment of that of that three hour film with reverence. You know, it's just it could have just been it's an adventure. It right. didn't feel like an adventure. It felt right. more like a it felt it felt like, uh, you know, the, the greatest story ever told or something like that. It was right. or, it or the Ten Commandments. So seriously, 
that right i mean that 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 is actually goes to my point it's like yeah it should be fun and it should be you should celebrate it in the way that you know peter jackson celebrated like uh, the the elven like wizardry bullshit you know yeah i think that's what i like that's what i appreciated about it and the 10 rings was like there's this magical like sub community that has been controlling the world and there's this great sort of like world building within the narrative and then they're like but here's aquafina doing the like i don't know what i'm doing but i i can shoot an arrow and here's this yeah. dude like it, it it was it didn't take itself seriously enough uh, it's funny oh. like in improv there's like uh, and John has much more experience than I do in long form, like the Herald, you know, so the Herald is like a, uh, a, a three act sort of um, play play where you go in with one idea and you play it out and then you basically recycle the same idea. So what's a good example of a, a Herald, John? A good example of a herald? Yeah, yeah. Like, you what, want me to improvise a herald right now? Give me. Two okay, words. okay, okay. So, no, so I'll it's just, like, okay, uh, uh, like, um, uh, two roommates are in an apartment. What's what? What would be the the one sentence? Uh, the one sentence synopsis of Act One. Oh, so okay. So a one sentence synopsis of Act One is: is two guys are in their apartment and they're trying to make pizza, and they. Uh, end up um, using whatever is available to them. So they, they make a pizza out of uh, Legos and, and Legos. And right. it turns out to be incredibly good. Okay. And they, they sell it and they become billionaires. And then it becomes, wait, wait. and then that's in the second act. Wait, and wait, then wait, in the wait, third but, act. But this, okay, the first act. That, I just wanted the first act. Okay, sorry. So the first act happens. They make a, a, a pizza made of Legos and it's tasty. Second yeah. act. Uh, and then some dumb, stupid word game comes on where people are like, bah, 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 bah. and then uh, the second act comes on and then they do the, a similar thing, right? They do a similar thing? I don't know. I mean, what the, 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 uh, the weirdly simple uh, innovation that Dell came up with just before I learned it was the time dash, which is basically that any amount of time can happen between the first scene and the second scene where you can go backwards in time. Right. So I I think that maybe you're referring to there's there's now people saying well the second the second scene should be related to the first scene in a very specific way and it's like no it could be it's just related to the the first scene in some way. Uh, but it's about my point is it's about escalation, like you know. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. I guess you learned that it's supposed to be about escalation, but it doesn't have to be. It could be about de-escalation. Okay. It could get smaller, right? But the, know, but the whatever. stakes the stakes increase in some way, greater or smaller, right? Okay, sure. Okay, wait, what? I mean, How can you increase stakes but they're smaller? No, you increase them smaller. They increase a little bit <laughs> instead of a lot. Is what he's saying. Okay, so it's still raising the stakes. Yes, it's raising the stakes. Right. And yeah. so, you're never de-escalating the stakes. But well, the, you can, but, according to me. But Marty says you have to raise the stakes. Uh, okay. I don't say you have to. I'm just saying that that is like the tradition of it. Guys, those of you who are still listening, we are doing a Herald. This is, we're no, in no, Act, no, act but, 4. And this is a comedy podcast. I, I just love, like, like <laughs> it's going to get really funny. I'm, ta- I'm trying to talk about the 80% of it. And John is just like, no, no, the 10% of it is like, oh, no, you, you shrink it. You shrink it. No, but like you, you're like you build and, and okay. like, so it's like, oh, this, uh, you know, I have the best pizza in the house. 
I have the best pizza in the town in the second act, and then in the third act, I have the best pizza in the world, you know? Sure. And and that is the tradition of the Herald, of, like, you build it. And sure. The, the... Am I wrong? I, I, I think that if you if you follow that, then you end up with formulaic... Uh, uh, change so well, that's course, that, that would be my, that, my that's, that's my point is that like that is the formula and that is like you you adhere to the formula to break from it but that okay. is essentially what you do and like and like i said i'm talking about 80 percent of of what improv is is like right. building these things and yes. that is what the marvel mcu has done yes and so then like, oh, if Thanos is like, you know, snapping his finger and eliminating, eliminating half the universe, where do you go from there? Right. So, so that is my point, John. That is what I was trying to get to. And I was hoping that you would catch on to that. Well, I finally did. I don't know what, why you bring Be, that because up. I'm still, I'm still no, because I'm still alive. No, because I'm. Oh, boom. No, no, <laughs> like because that. I'm talking about like how like. In all these like Eternals and, and oh yeah, in, in you know like every other Marvel movie has to like come up with something that is as interesting as Thanos's snap. You yes. Know? And so, where do you? How do you? How do you deal with that? As if you're Marvel, if you're Kevin Feige, like how do you? How do you scale it down and make it interesting, or how do you scale it up and make it interesting? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I that's why. Well, he could have just asked that question instead of Mark telling. I know. He told, it took he told a me long. I was an expert on improv, and then I started to talk, and then you said, "No, no, 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 you got it all wrong, you old fogey. It's supposed to escalate, and this is related to the Marvel universe." Oh, uh, yes, and I, I didn't say a thing. I didn't say a thing. You didn't. The what? I am so glad we have a transcript of this. Yeah. I'm going to pick it apart. Oh my yeah. God, this book is going to sell. It's going to volumes. Sell. I think, but I think that's a big, that was my big critique of the Eternals is that it's basically like, uh, oh yeah, remember that, that thing where half the universe was wiped out by Thanos? Well, before that, before there were the six uh, moon stones or, or cosmic stones, there was this guy who was a celestial and they are actually. It's it's a, a they're a more new, powerful than those yeah, six gemstones. Yeah, it's and they're older, and it's before time started. And these guys created the Eternals, and now the Eternals. So you have this uh, giant uh, mythos, just like Dune. You have this giant, I'm sorry, made up religion, as opposed to the real religions. But if you're just making up a religion, and it's sillier than real religion. There's only one real religion. Okay, which one? Yeah, we'll take it offline. <laughs> Great. Now we have to wait. What about the people out there who need meaning in their right. lives? Uh, uh, life spring. <laughs> Here we go. So life. The celestials, you know. So the, the whole the whole stakes of the the Eternals and uh, is all about. Oh my gosh! I am questioning my very existence. I'm a seven thousand year old creature. And I don't, I can't relate to any of that. You know, it's just like, that's not human. As opposed to, you know, I can, in, in the, the, the Ten Rings, you know, I can sort of get, understand his conflict with his father and, and wanting to have a relationship with his father. I agree with you that the lead sort of 
was strangely devoid of yeah like i i appreciate i appreciated them not pinning it on the world's going to end they pinned it on i i wish my father was present which of course at the last minute he becomes present in his life and yeah. saves him or something i don't even remember. i was like right, you, right. i i knew all the beats that were coming i just was well, unlike uh, every other <laughs> every other I, marvel I, movie uh, well, you know I, I knew how the Green Knight was going to end, but I was just like, "Holy shit, I'm sucked in!" Like, I, yeah. that's the sort of like alchemy and magic I know, of storytelling I and know. filmmaking is. You've seen Star Wars a million times, like yeah, but you've seen it, yeah. but it's just like the right way in, the right yeah. tone, and the yeah, right yeah. time. And then people are like, "Oh my god, he's going to go get that princess." Yeah, do you, do you think he's not going to get her? And she's going to fucking commit suicide, and the movie's over. Like, no, he's going to get her. They're going to struggle. There's going to be some back and forth with Han Solo. Whenever and- I whenever I watch Star Wars with my my class, I say, okay, here's the thing about Star Wars: the, A New Hope, the the original one, is that it's really clear that Luke is about to be killed by Darth Vader before he can blow up the Death Star, and therefore everybody he knows is going to die. There's no hope. Oh, that's right. Han Solo is back. Of course he's back, but it's a surprise. And that's the key, you know, to, to just have something that shows up that's inevitable, that saves the day at the last second, but at the same time is a total surprise at the time. It's, it's, a, it's, one, of, it's one of the best deus a, ex machinas in, great, great in movie history. Yeah, yeah. It is. For, it really for is. sure. And, and it's, also, it's also Harrison Ford, you know. It, it, it's, it helps it's everything yeah yeah but you've seen that a million times in a movie you've, you've right. seen but it, the the ally who becomes sort of the opponent at the last minute come and right. save and, and it's exactly what you're saying it's like it's like none of these stories are new but it's just how you tell it and you how can you do it in a way that it, it, it that is fun you're not going to surprise everybody you know and you, you shouldn't try to surprise everybody you should but you should make it honest and like and i think that's what star wars did is made it really earnest and honest in the in those moments you know mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. they speaking of made-up religions they half the movies about a religious zealot trying to convert a young boy you from know, the desert like, and then he goes and blows up government buildings yeah i mean right, right. it, it, it well, is like so, so january 6th was yeah motivated by wow the phantom wow. menace wow it's all related. Yeah, I, I look. I was. I, I do not like and that guy, Dennis Villeneuve's movies. I didn't like the one with Hugh Jackman where prisoners. He, he puts uh, Paul Dano in the closet prisoners. and beats him up. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I did not like the Arrival. I did not like the Blade Runner one. I did not like Sicario. I, I, was I like, still, I still, I still want some. I still can nod off thinking about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, I was but like, you like Dune. I like Dune. I, I didn't I, like Dune. I, I think, but it's like world building, right? Like, I mean, I, I think that there's, you have to respect a lot of it. You and you might not like the pacing of it, or, or I was never bored, and I, I, I think because he uses all of the senses. He, there's a lot of like voices talking to characters that aren't speaking. There's a lot of flashbacks, flash forwards, visions, dreams. There's a and lot of droning music. I, I love, drones, I love the music. Oh, I, I don't know. It just made, it made me feel like ah, I was man. isolated on this planet, which the main character is. He's kind of, did you read the book? I tried two years ago and I could not uh, get, I couldn't. It's too dense. Uh, when was the last time you guys saw the David Lynch one? I've never seen it. Oh, when, uh, when it came out. Bits and pieces. Uh, <laughs> 
You should watch the they, uh, Corridor Crew uh, on YouTube. They did a breakdown they, comparing the special effects of both of them. And they're both really impressive, and and then you also laugh at at some of the the weird, you know, um, like resourcefulness of what David Lynch had to do in 1983. You know, it, it's it's really it's really good, but um, but John, I I, I know I made a, a very sort of off-handed joke about uh, Life Spring. And because we were were just talking about um, just stuff, and I'm just wondering about like motivation, because you were talking about this earlier, about like what what motivates us, uh, mm. and, and mm. you, what is Life Spring? I don't know. Oh, do, were you not involved in Life no. Spring? No. Okay. No. What what were you involved in? Oh, I've done uh, courses at Landmark. Landmark. Okay. So does mm-hmm. Landmark have any relationship to, to LifeSpring or no? I'm not sure. I, I mean, it's all, it's, I mean, Landmark is a combination of um, basically, it, well, it came from Est. And Est, I mean, Est and Landmark um, are both uh, take, take elements of Buddhism and Alcoholics Anonymous and, and uh, self-actualization and sort of cram them all together. So S came out of the, like the mid to late seventies, right? It was the early, early seventies, mid seventies. Yeah. And S was stood for Earnhardt. Um, it was invented by a guy named Warner Earnhardt, Earhart, Earhart, and Earhart. It was Earhart seminar training. That's what S was. It's also, it's also the Latin word to be. Right. Um, so that's where, and then, and then, uh, the Warner Earhart got in trouble, tax trouble, I think. Or actually, the the other rumor is that the Scientologists uh, said you stole our shit, and they wanted to kill him. So anyway, he left town, and uh, the employees and his brother bought the company from him and changed it to change the name to Landmark. And then, how did you get involved with Landmark? I just uh, went with a friend um, who had just he went he went and did a weekend seminar, and uh, he was extremely um, skeptical. And when he was done, he said, this totally changed my life and transformed my relationship with my father. And so I was like, Oh, so I went and checked it out. He said, will you come to my graduation? I said, yeah. Turned out the graduation was a, a pitch to a take recruiting thing. thing. Yeah. Um, and that turned me off a lot. But then, uh, I, I saw another example of somebody saying, you know, this, this firefighter, tough, tough guy, gigantic arms. And he said, you know, thanks to this, weekend i now have a new relationship with my daughter and he started crying and, and i was like wow 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 and my friend i trusted so i, I knew it was gonna be like yeah, yeah. awful yeah, yeah so i took it and it was really amazing it was a, a, a it just changed the way you think about you know um a lot of things it but, changed but it, my life for sure you took it marty no i didn't but no. you you uh from that you created a theater. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I was and, and that, not the, that the first one, but I did another seminar and then, and they said, let's do a, do a project. It was called the, yeah. And so I started the theater. And then that was Sacred Fools. And that's how I became an actor. And then John was just like, oh yeah, just, uh, I said, I'm not an actor. And you're like, who cares? Just come on out. And that totally changed my life. And I said, who cares? You're going to play a puppet. And I want to kill you. <laughs> I want to kill you so much. I wish you were here right now. Uh, but, but, um, and, and that really did like, I mean, it, it created something that endures 
like 20, almost 25 years later. Almost 25 years later. Yep. And that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, it's amazing. It's, you know, life is amazing, actually. Right. But (laughs) you did not, uh, but uh, you're not still in, are you still? I still take classes there sometimes. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that it's the, uh, the one and only answer, you know? So, and I, and I think that, um, it has, uh, that uh, organization has a tendency to attract, uh, and keep people who start forgetting that you're supposed to learn something there and apply it to your life. You're not supposed to learn something there and then just stay there to do something there. Yeah. It's to do more there. And it's very attractive for some people to, to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a cult, right. but it has, you know, some cult like attributes. Yeah. I mean, it was very funny. I mean, John was such a trooper about it because at the same time as he was starting, starting this theater, he was also, uh, saying, Hey, come and to these landmark seminars. And then finally you were just like, Hey, who wants to come to my cult? And, and you were did it very tongue-in-cheek and it was very a very charming way but i still wasn't gonna go um okay yeah but um but it worked it worked for you and then i think that's like kind of like a a really uh great sort of thing of like okay the ends the end justifies the means in a way because you also had oh i totally i totally don't regret any any anything i've done at uh, at landmark it really has helped me think about things in a different way and and, uh that's very useful but you also had perspective about it so that you knew that you it wasn't about achieving within landmark it was about achieving for yourself yes right and achieving within landmark takes a gigantic amount of time and seems like a pain in the ass yeah yeah (laughs) did they pressure you to to do that no no there's people that want to do that yeah oh they 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 do you know basically say you should this will change people's lives and you should share it with other people. And they say that quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. And after a while, after a while, it's that you, you, at first you're just like, I don't want to tell people about this. And then you say, maybe I should tell people about this. And after a while you, you develop an ability to go, okay, this is how they market. And it makes sense. And and if I see somebody and I'm having a conversation with somebody and I think it would help, I'll suggest it to him. And if I don't, then I'm not, I'm just not going to, right. Right. I'm not going to like, uh, do anything to make it happen yeah yeah and i i think that motivation is just really hard to come by in in this world and and like we're all paralyzed by all the the things in our life and 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 we're always searching to achieve and however we get there is is uh in a healthy way is great yep this has been this i think this has been one of the funniest podcasts we've done so far um, I'm glad it was mine. Hey, I really. Yeah, every time, every time I host, it's always very serious. Yeah, Steve, Isn't that weird? Tell us more about what you're cooking right now. What? Oh, is Cult Corner over? Are we done? Oh fuck okay. you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not cooking right now. I'm on a podcast. Oh, you mean like in general? You just said how you cook things for 12 hours at a time. Like you, you can't just like sit oh. there and watch it. Like. That's true. Uh, what am I cooking? I'm I'm really into just duck. Not interested. I'm okay. just trying to kill time. Wow. 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 I'm hey, kidding, um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So uh, I have a trivia Fucking question. Dick. Yeah, he's a dick. He is a real dick. What a dick. 
What uh, I, have a, I have a trivia question. Who is the first and only so far person to be elected to two terms as vice president and two terms as president? One of the old ones, right? Yeah, it's an no, no, no. It's uh, one of the middle it's ones. Hap- it's uh, been happen- it's happened Nixon. while you guys were alive. Dick Nixon. Oh. That is exactly right. Dick Nixon. So what are the chances that Biden uh, gets elected president? What do you think uh, the over under is? Zero. Zero. Yeah. What if, Wait, uh, was he elected? Or, uh, is he currently the president? Not in my yes. life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> not in my reality. <laughs> Okay, whatever you fucking snowflakes. What do you want? What are you on about? Uh, no, I don't think he'll get reelected. He's too old. He doesn't sound good. No, he doesn't sound good. It's just kind of a. I mean, we I gotta actually, really we like gotta him. do things the the way that we do them. Huh? I I I'm a big Joe Biden fan. I think he's a great storyteller. Uh, he's brought me to really? tears. Oh my god, when he talks about his family, like I have been brought to tears. But, you know, I don't think he's that doesn't make a great president necessarily. Um, Can't America just have like uh, like an uncle? Can't we just elect like a, yeah. like a nice old guy? Like we did. I, I felt I felt bad for McCain. Like, I don't believe it. his politics do not align with me. Yeah. Guy was that, in a fucking cage for five years. You, being yeah. beat. In that case, you you were like Joe Biden. If that's like, you know, like he's there. They were pounds. And, and, in what case? I, you haven't, I haven't finished my point. Yeah. No. Oh, well, you were saying that you didn't agree with him. Yes, I didn't agree with John McCain, but I felt bad because he wanted to be America's uncle. He wanted to sit by a fire and tell you stories about days past and, you know, like be a cheerleader for America. Can't we have like, instead of a president or vice president, can't we have like someone under 60 who understands what a blockchain is and yeah. it's, it's the world like, like they have in uh, we have a president like in france they have a president who doesn't really have any power at all and then the vice pre- the uh, prime minister, Premier, prime minister. yeah work. exactly so then let some old guy who went to vietnam and they yeah. beat him up for five years and he just he wants to like he wants to have the the pullover sweatshirt with the vice president thing on it you know he mm-hmm. wants to be saluted by dudes when he walks in a building like just let him have that he has yeah. no power he's just america's uncle and that's what I, I wish joe was america's uncle and let that uh tiger lady run things what's her name Kamala Harris. Yeah, let no, her, I think she's, it's Cassandra Cardenas, and she's going to be back any second. Like, let, let's just like, just like have a quiet moment until she gets back. I, I'm, uh, I agree with, I agree, I agree as usual. I completely agree with you, Steve. Like, what, what does the fucking vice president do? What, what are we doing? Uh, they, 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 I don't know. The, the, the first vice president said it was the most useless job uh, ever invented. Is that what Paul Giamatti said? No, uh, no, John had, um, said it. I don't, yeah, I don't think he said it actually in the, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch. I didn't really like that show. I thought you were pals. I am pals, but don't, don't tell Paul that I didn't like John Adams. Oh, no. I didn't like the way it was directed. I didn't, I didn't it was, I didn't like it. Hey. Right. Okay. Yeah. I won't tell him. Uh, don't yeah. tell him. Um, but there's no, that was another thing. You know, there's, there's almost no, uh, novels, almost no novels, but oh, no, no media, uh, no movies about the American Revolution. 
There's John Adams. There's The Patriot by with Mel Gibson. 1776. 1776. Alan Alda and Michelle Pfeiffer. But that's it. I mean, that's literally it. Maybe a movie of Johnny Tremaine, which I, I've never seen, but I, I'm sure Disney made it once. I'm sure. Because they it almost feel like they had to in 1963. I think they Clint had to. Howard was. Uh, yeah, he's probably in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's no there's no doubt in my mind. And if, By the if way, not, we have to go back in time and make yeah. that happen. And everyone should go buy Clint Howard and Ron Howard's book. Uh, yeah, it just came out um, about them, them growing up in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, I always want that. That is a kind of interesting point because there's not, I mean, there's like little indie movies here and there about that time period, but that's a pretty big thing that happened. Yeah. And there were a lot of great stories, but there's no, I mean, the turn was another TV show about the spies, um, but there's very little, uh, almost no movies. Oh, and I looked. It it is interesting that they took six and a half seasons to tell the, the, the story of Westeros, a made up world. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all of its various factions and religions and power struggles, you know, down to this in, in minute detail, but like something that really changed the earth mm-hmm. happened and they didn't, they didn't done like a eight season, 10 episodes a season. Like, yeah, wow, we're going to take you from the Boston or the Boston tea party all the way to whatever the end of today. I don't know. Yeah. What would be the end? The end is uh, uh, January 6th. <laughs> So uh, and, and it's interesting because, you know, Alexander Hamilton turned into a really great musical um, uh, and but and and John Adams was turned into a award winning miniseries on, on semi acclaimed on the same network that is showing party down. So what ebbs, you know, no, I, it was was it? I thought it was HBO. Yeah, just shut up, Marty. So, John, what story would you tell from the American Revolution that would be interesting and dynamic and and like life changing for America? Well, I guess uh, the 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 thing that fascinates me kind of the most is is George Washington. Because he was uh, he was a very kind of a weird guy who I I, I feel like there's somebody else who, who you kind of go, oh, yeah. But I, you know, like, but he really seemed to live his life as if people, as if people were watching him. Like, there's that song from Hamilton, like, "Eyes are on you." Like, if you if you look at his life, he acted honorably, as and he behaved with um, aloofness throughout his entire life, as if he just didn't. He knew that he was going to be very, very important. And he just wanted to have a distance from himself and other people. And he did not want anybody to ever. Washington, Washington, six foot eight weighs a fucking ton. Opponents beware, opponents beware. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Let me lay it on the line, he had two on the vine I mean two sets of testicles, so divine On a horse made of crystal, he patrolled the land The worst the DJ ever, he's just, he is, and look at the big hands. smile on his face He's so pleased with himself oh, Wildly unprofessional You know why I'm pleased with myself? Because no. John was smiling And that makes me happy if I can make John I was, happy after, after you interrupted me uh, in mid-sentence with the song I recognized that what the song was about and i smiled because it's pretty fucking funny but marty jesus christ 
Did you, when you were studying improv that you rail about all the time, <laughs> did you ever learn about focus? I have ADD. What? <laughs> Answer the question. I just what? did. What? Anyway, uh, mail sack, mail sack, dip right into that mail sack, or are we just going to end? He's All waiting right. for us to talk so he can play the song. Oh, first. right. So we should yes. just start talking. Yeah. And then so what would you, what, is there, is there a, a, a story that you would tell from the revolution, Steve? I really liked uh, what John, uh, what John Adams did, the, the, uh, the Boston massacre and oh, yeah. that, that shaped how we look at our justice system, which is about to explode in the next couple of days because of that kid who, decided he was a rent-a-cop in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I I just remember seeing a play of it as a kid in Boston and realizing like, oh, we're not savages, even though, yeah, we kind of are. We were just kind of mm -hmm. picking off British soldiers hiding in trees like like terrorists. Um, hey, we'll meet you at the battlefield. And they walk over there and then a bunch of farmers just murder a bunch of British soldiers. But there, there were people like John Adams who <laughs> said, no, we, we have to have a a trial and understand the facts and we're not just going to hang these guys and acquitted them. And I, I, that always just stuck with me, even as a little kid, like, Oh, we, we're a, we're a just society here in yeah. some facets. So I, I always love that. And it's got a big trial at the end, which always makes for good third acts of movies. I don't know. I always like that one. Write it up. Uh, they, Paul Giamatti did it. It was called, John Adams. Yeah. And well, it was not well directed, according to John. Right. Yeah, but what do I know? So, I didn't like Dune. So direct it up. Okay. All right. Can I do it as a rap musical? Do it. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, Michael Austin says, I was at the grocery store the other week when I saw a woman wearing a jacket that had a subterra emblazoned across the back. And I thought, holy shit, Steve has uh, had merch made. Then I realized I merch made. it was for an actual mining company. Oh. Hmm. I'm having merch made then. Yeah. It's actually the company that is creating the environment in which they're going to recreate the world of Subterra. Yep. Yep. I'm doing my best. Steve. So it's a theme best. park. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I have to say season two is awesome. It's really, really good. And I, I am the, uh, the obstacle for it to to be completed. So I'm doing my best. You're doing your best to be an obstacle. <laughs> Is that what you said? Nope. I, I think he he that was the end of the sentence, and then a new new thought. I'm doing my best. The, oh, the parenthetical being or the subtext being, I'm doing my best to not be an obstacle. Oh, okay. All the okay. words weren't filled in. You, the the listener, were supposed to extrapolate that. Is that a problem when he reads the lines? Does he skip some words? It's a mess. <laughs> how's the uh, just... so how's the theme park going? Where's it going to be? <laughs> Tulsa. In Tulsa. Yeah. yeah, it's cheap there. Land's cheap. You just you just dig down. You go in under the ground and then you live like a slave. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. When well, you get paired off with a robot dog, it's really Sounds a little great. person in a thing. But it, oh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, Fourteen hundred dollars a night. We're sold out for three yeah. years. <laughs> Oh, we only take crypto. Um, do we have any more mail sack? Uh, nope. Should we? Okay, should we uh, end this show? 
Uh, what do you got um, going on, John? I, I'm going to get a sous vide machine. Uh, I, uh, you know it uh, is going to come back the Thursday after Thanksgiving. Um, so look for that. It's going to be great. Go go out. You can if you want to get the uh, the game for Christmas. Order it now. Go to you know it the game dot com, uh, and uh, it'll get there before Christmas. Um, so it's a it's a great stocking stuffer or uh, something like that. And uh, I'm writing I'm writing a a, a, a TV series that's going to be awesome uh, when it goes on, but uh, it's not done yet. So and it hasn't been sold, and no one's going to buy it. But when it all happens, coming soon to Hulu, it'll be great. (laughs) Although Hulu doesn't know it. Exactly. It'll be really cool because like it's all platforms now, you know, where uh, first it was broadcast. You had to have a tower that shot, you know, TV shows to people. And then it was cable, which was satellites zooming it into a local place that then would pump it into pipes. But now it's just, it's on your fucking computer. And like, wouldn't it be fun to just, hack into netflix and just dump your show in there just like make a show and so I, this we were talking Mar, marty's uh working for a crypto uh, uh, security company now and and i found i'm working doing some work at direct tv and apparently they get attacked uh like four or five thousand times a day yeah every single day because everybody would like to get on direct TV and take over all of the screens <laughs> and say, oh, I have a plan because who- but what if we did it with like a little more subtle, like we, like we filmed this podcast and we just sort of snuck it into a corner of Netflix and it's not, you know, it's not trending, you know, but if you tell people like just type in and go three pages down and there yeah. we are, we're on Netflix. Yeah. We've written yeah. our own crappy we, copy. We could probably work that out. Yeah. Just tell people like, yeah, we're in season three of our Netflix show. And they'd be like, you're on Netflix? Like, yeah. yeah. What we do is we'll, we'll take the, the podcast and put it on uh, VHS tapes and then uh, give it to Marty's wife. And she takes it in and sneaks it into the VHS uh, machine. Imports it into the, into the grid. Um, it's, they're pretty much 100% beta. Beta, so. beta mix. <laughs> Make sure she rewinds it, though, when she returns it to us. <laughs> They have machines for that, Steve. Okay, they're not like a poor company. <laughs> and you record, you, we record it over the over the old copy of the Ring, and uh, it ends up that people start killing each other. Well, they it's just sad. they just die. They just, they just die. I don't know. I didn't see the movie. Or just tell people, yeah, I have a show on Netflix. It's in there. Just keep looking. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> look. There's like, like four thousand shows. You're like, I, I, I don't know. I gave up trying. Oh, I a- meant Disney Plus. <laughs> exactly. Or just make you know, up a new like platform that doesn't yeah, Tubi, exist. Tubi, Tubo, Fubo, Airbnb uh, Plus. Yeah, they got into the content uh, business. Yeah, they're exactly. they're making IP. We work library. Uh, Steve, so yeah, you're working hard on, on that post production. Yes, I'll promote uh, Cassandra's podcast because she showed up like a trooper while she's busy. Trashy, trashy. Wherever you buy podcasts, do people buy podcasts? So, yeah, some people yeah. do. Yeah. I, I can't imagine why, but some people pay money. Well, she's uh, doing the Lord's work with her friend Erica, so give him a listen. Uh, she's so funny, um, Erica. Erica, specifically, Marty, it Erica. doesn't work if she's not here. Ah, it works for me. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, 
email us in. We only got one email this week from Michael. Uh, thank you, Michael, from Durham, North Carolina. Mike in Durham. Uh, and uh, please email stuff. If you like hearing us and you want to hear more, we, we will respond more if you email more. That's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or just tweet directly at Stephen Kruger. That's with a P-H. K-R-U-E-G-E-R. Something like that. Right? What? Wow, they're flying in. Wow, I just got, I got 50 tweets just from you saying that. All right. Wow. We will, uh, John, bang up job um, saying what? 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 Um, so we'll see you next Tuesday. What? Or, no, no, you say it, Steve. Uh, Steve, and then John say it. What? 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 We'll see you. What? Next. What? What? Tuesday? Tuesday. I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger. Hit that Been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>